This is the Schnauzer Logic Radio Company. And this is not the podcast episode number seven being recorded on Thursday. It's February the 23rd, 2023. And as G.J. Khaled might say. Another one. Another one. Another one. Okay, DJ, we're, we're Another let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Son of Easter, my friend. Son of Easter, and welcome. You've managed to tune in, latch on, otherwise download that stream of bits known around the world as Not The Podcast. Yes, this is Not The Podcast, and my name is Robin Goldstein. I'm your host, I'm your buddy, and I'm your pal. I'm also a straight white booze vegetarian, lesbian fraternity boy, trapped in the body of a recovering transsexual woman patent attorney with a bizarre sense of humor and a master's degree in city planning. And I am thrilled and delighted to welcome you to... Another half hour of whatever the fuck this is. I know, I know, I, l- less than a month between episodes. Actually, less than a year between episodes, right? You didn't have to go from uh, 2022 to 2023. We only had to wait a couple of weeks. <clears throat> and, uh, and, and so that's pretty good. So I consider that to be a, a plus and... Uh, We'll, 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 I'm, I'm still trying to figure out the show, as, as I mentioned the last time, uh, which I realize now was, was definitely an, an unlicensed uh, a therapy session. And so for all of you who are out there who listen to any or all of it, I want to I wanna thank you for that. Um, still trying to figure out what this is all about uh, as a show. Uh, still trying to figure out what I want to accomplish here. Um, I did feel pretty good about understanding last time that the show is about me, which sounds insane when you say it, um, but rather than try to entertain you, right? And, and again, I don't have a camera in the studio. I mean, I do have a camera, but I don't I do not do this with a camera on. But rather than, well, the reason I said that is because my arms are moving out, right? In this kind of, you know, expression of, of giving um, and, and to realize that the energy, a lot of the energy has been this, this kind of projected energy, uh, which is, which is terrific, which is fun. But, um, but also, uh, I think not where my head is at. Uh, there's an artificial quality to that, that, that hasn't felt, um, authentic to me. Um, and, and as a result, when I didn't feel authentic, I didn't do the show. And I, as I expressed last time, again, don't want to go backwards. That's what they taught me in radio school, always forward momentum. Um, but as I expressed last time, I, I think this, the show is a useful thing for me. And I, I have to believe that it will find the audience that needs to hear it. And if I do uh, one or a hundred or a thousand episodes and they're not listened to by anyone ever when I'm around, um, and then years later somebody stumbles across an episode and listens to it and is entertained or amused or enlightened or or challenged in some kind of interesting way, then that feels like it's a win to me. And so, anyhow, um, that's where we are. Um, it is a it is a uh, t- today is an okay day, I think. Um, the week started off, I had actually planned, so so you know, not, not that we can do any kind of planning here, and I appreciate the enthusiasm of DJ Khaled uh, that we're going to continue doing another one and another one and another one, and that's the plan. That's certainly the plan of record, as we say, the POR here in the Silicon Valley. 
Um, I think it is true that uh, I had hoped to do this on Tuesday morning. And, and in fact, that was that was the original idea. Here in the United States, Monday was a holiday. It was President's Day. Um, I thought I was going to be meeting with a client for consulting purposes, but it turned out that he uh, took the weekend off, long weekend, and so said, can we move things out? And I said, sure, of course. So I had the day myself, and I was wound up doing a bunch of errands, which was terrific, and felt pretty good on Monday. And... Um, and I thought, well, this will be great because I'll get up on Tuesday morning. And in place of where I used to do therapy on Tuesday, every Tuesday morning I used to do therapy for an hour starting about 8.15. I thought, well, I and I missed that because that got moved to Thursday afternoons, actually, it'll be today. Um, and it hasn't really worked as well in that particular time slot. You know, so there you go. Uh, but I thought, well, Tuesdays, perfect. I'll get up and I'll, Tuesday mornings will be great. And I will do the show on Tuesday mornings, and I'm already prepared to know how to get up early and do that kind of stuff. And I got up on Tuesday. I woke up with a massive fucking migraine headache, um, dizzy balance was fucked up. Like just really, it was a bad. It was a bad way to start the day. And I took a bunch of drugs to try to make myself feel better, and then went to make some coffee. Uh, and, uh, and in the process, like wound up pouring water over everything in the, in the kitchen and, and soaking, uh, all the electronics that sits on the countertop with, with water. Like the whole day was just a nightmare. And I screamed the word fuck as long and as loud as I think I ever have at that point. Um, it's too bad it wasn't recorded. Probably could have been used uh, as a as a as a sample for some interesting kind of anger rap. Is anger rap a thing? Maybe anger rap ought to be a thing. Um, and as I was doing it, I realized that I was raging in that moment, and I had not allowed myself to rage. And I talked about rage the last episode of of this podcast, and so. I allowed myself to kind of rage, which I think was a good thing. Um, the rest of the day, I kept fucking things up and bouncing into things, and like everything was just really off. And, and it's challenging for anybody who's listening who, who has to face um, either personally or with their family any kind of chronic medical situation, whether it's physical, whether it's mental, psychological, whether it has to do with mobility or perception or whatever the fuck it is, <clears throat> it's, it's so hard. The thing that I think I struggle with the most See, if I tell you, I don't have to tell my therapist later this afternoon. I could save a few bucks. Um, the thing that I struggle with the most is, on the one hand, again, you can't see me because there's no camera, but I'm sort of making a motion of like I'm holding uh, an, an orange or an apple in my left hand sort of near the side of my head. So you got that image. And then for the other part, I'm going to obviously hold the same piece of fruit in the other hand next to the other side of my head. Um, on the one hand, I, I want to think of myself um, as being active and vibrant and healthy and engaged with the world, right? Nobody, I mean, I think one of the challenges is when people begin to think of, think of themselves as being sill, ill, that's <laughs> sick and ill together is sill. When people think of themselves, when they begin to identify themselves as having um, an illness, right, or being someone who's identified like, oh, one of my pronouns is sick, um, as opposed to 
that's a sick pronoun, uh, then I think it becomes challenging, at least for me. Now, maybe that's not true for other people. Maybe other folks feel differently. But I have, and maybe I'll ultimately get to the point where I have to kind of submit um, my uncle, who's 94, I guess will be 95 uh, later this year. I got to see him a few weeks ago, and I think he understands um, that where he is in life, right, that it is not an infinite highway laying out ahead of him. And so he's in a different place. And I haven't talked to him about it because I don't want to focus on that. But he understands um, that, you know, there's a there's a the, the runway is the runway is much shorter than, than it might have been, you know, 10 or 20 years ago. I'm not there mentally yet. I haven't convinced myself or maybe don't want to convince myself. And so on the one hand, I keep thinking to myself like, oh, I'm I'm fine and I'm healthy and and therefore, the world is my oyster. I should be able to do, say, go, be anything, anywhere, anytime that I want to be. And on the other hand, and, and I think that's a good thing, right? Because it, it inspires me to um, creativity and, and silliness and lunacy and, you know, getting together with friends and family and engaging with people and, and all of that, which is very, very vibrant. And, and whatever it is that makes me who I am... Um, I have little indications throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout my life that that's valuable to other people, which is a good thing. To be of service in some way, um, for me, is really is really valuable. Um, but on the other hand, because that is the sort of one side of the seesaw, if you will, teeter-totter, is that what they call it other places? Um, is it soda or is it pop? Uh, write me and let me know. Um, uh, because of that's the other side. The other side of that is like, oh, well, therefore you shouldn't, like when you can't can't do something, there's something wrong with you, as opposed to, hey, you need to be fucking kind to yourself today, because, like, the world is off and everything is out of control, and I have not figured out how to balance those two things. They're both broken. Anyhow... And by the way, I woke up this morning at like 3.30 with, again, a massive fucking headache. And a lot of this has to do with the challenges that I'm facing, I think, with my neck and my spine and my brain and my balance and all of those kinds of things. And, and, and also, I think there's a lot of tension. There's a sense that I have that I, I, I have been, over the last 15 years, growing brain tumors. The good news is they're not, they're not cancerous, I think, um, so far. The bad news is the brain doesn't have a lot of free space in it, and so um, anything that grows there pushes against other shit, and so you have stuff that shouldn't be there pushing against stuff that should be there, and that's never a good sign. And so I had been regularly followed up on and having MRIs and then unfortunately having treatments, radiation treatments, um, and over the last year or so, my my vestibular system, which I think, again, relates to my neck and my back and, and spine and all of those things, um, in addition to whatever the fuck's going on inside my head itself, has gotten really broken. And so I have a very difficult time, almost and actually and sometimes impossible time, of lying flat on my back. I'm not able to do it. Um, and, and so I can't, I've not had an MRI taken. And, uh, and, and that's a problem. And I hadn't been able to find a doctor to help me. And so a couple of weeks ago, maybe it's now close to a month. That's what happens. Um, somebody recommended a different neurologist. I wanted to go see this person. He seemed kind of interesting. He said, well, the first thing we should do is at least get an MRI of you seated so we can get some information. Then we can see whether we have bigger issues that we need to figure out how to address with you lying down. And he set me up for an MRI and I never heard back from this place. I called him. I didn't hear back. I called him. I didn't hear back. Finally, I called him again 
And they're like, oh, yeah, we never got, A, we never got the referral, which I think is bullshit. And B, uh, we don't take Medicare. And so, again, I'm at an age now where I no longer have private health insurance. I have Medicare. And on the one hand, that's great because as a senior citizen, a senior citizen, on the one hand, what I realize is I no longer have to pay this multi-thousand dollars a month in order to have health care. But on the other hand, there are lots of, um, of providers that go like, yeah, we're not going to take payment for Medicare. So if you want to get coverage, you need to pay cash. And so I'm now in a situation where if I want to get this imaging done, it's going to cost me, you know, well over a thousand dollars. And it's like, what the fuck? And so that sent me into a kind of a depressive spiral, if you will. And my guess is that then increases tension and, and anger and depression and all of those kind of things. And then there's this kind of psychological and physical circular loop. And so I then found another site that said that they would be able to do seated, seated MRI and they took Medicare. And when I called them, they're like, oh yeah, no, we don't take MRI. We don't, we don't take Medicare. And so now I'm stuck. I'm, I'm stuck again, which is, I think I feel better. Maybe I could could get a regular MRI, which terrifies me because I'm doing this alone. Um, and what happens if something happened while I was in the machine, right? And, you know, like there's all of these, again, it's, I'm, I'm expressing this out loud. You can fast forward through this. We'll, we'll talk about some silly shit. Um, but, uh, but the, the, the challenges of all of this, um, is to realize a, my mortality, right? And B, that I am not this hundred percent perfect you know, healthy specimen that I would like to believe that I am. Um, and, and number two, B, I forget what I started with, um, that I'm doing this alone, that I'm, I'm doing this completely alone. And that while I have a lovely network of friends, uh, and I do have folks that I talk with on a regular basis, one of the things that I recognized over the last week is that people call me all the time to have me cheer them up. But if I call them... Um, they want me to cheer them up, right? And so there isn't anybody that I'm able to call that will cheer me up. Uh, and it used to be that family would be able to do that, and they seem to not do that anymore. And I suppose it's possible that I've become exhausting to have in your life in that way, and so people sort of, they tap out. I get that, I guess. Um, but you, you, there's a sense of feeling alone and helpless and terrified uh, all at the same time, um, circulating through like a, like a series of index cards that you keep flipping through looking for the next question and you realize like, it's like, oh, I'm alone. Oh, I'm terrified. Oh, I feel helpless. Oh, I don't know where to go. And then you just keep doing those cards over and over again. It's like, oh, that's a really good way to drive yourself into depression. And so, well, I had been feeling terrific, um, psychologically, um, by the end of Tuesday, like I was in the fucking toilet. I mean, I was just very, 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 very deep and down. And so I've been trying to take care of myself. I've been driving around, uh, for no, you know, putting 20, 30 miles on the car, you know, just like driving around and listening to tunes and like going nowhere, playing Pokemon, you know, like stuff that feels like it's a win. Um, I had a chance to get together with somebody the other day. I've had a, a few folks recently. Um, 
I, as I always say at the beginning of the show, I'm a straight white Buddhist vegetarian lesbian fraternity boy trapped in the body of a recovering transsexual woman patent attorney. The interesting thing is nobody really uses the term transsexual anymore. I had somebody reach out to me, somebody that I know uh, from another part of my life uh, the other day, somebody that I've not seen in quite a while, I mean, because of the pandemic, but reach out to me and want to talk to me about gender identity issues. And I'm open and out and have always been willing to talk about those things. Um, and so we wound up getting together uh, uh, the other day um, and, uh, and having a conversation, sort of shared some resources uh, that I was able to, because I'm, I'm no longer sort of in that place where I'm I'm talking to folks about this from a therapeutic point of view. I mean, I, you know, it's been over 25 years for me that I've transitioned, and so I don't really think about this shit anymore. Um, and I, whatever the identity is that I've adopted. And by the way, I, 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 it's interesting because as I think about this, because I don't tend to think about my gender identity because I'm living in my life, but... Um, it's clear to me because I have to fill out forms or, you know, you click through on things and it asks for gender identity and a lot of folks, a lot of forms, a lot of groups now are trying, I think, to be more inclusive. And so it will say male and female. And often there's a third choice that says non-binary. And I click on female because that was the model that I understood when I first began my own journey of discovery um, and trying to reconcile my own gender dysphoria. I don't know if that's a term that they use anymore either. But I think the truth is, if someone were to ask me today, if I was starting out today, if I were in my teens or in my 20s and trying to come to grips with this, non-binary probably would be where I would have landed. I think that's right. I think there is a, 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 a far more non-binary quality, which I think is maybe not satisfying. Maybe there'll be something further that will come through that. But in any event, I that's not what I check. And so I wound up being forced to, um, force is the wrong word. I, I wound up spending time talking about this and thinking about this. And it forces you then to, again, force is the wrong word. This is all being done voluntarily. Um, but it, it provides an opportunity to reconsider the decisions that you've made and the path that you've taken and how you've gotten to this point in your life. I'm scratching myself here. You can hear. Uh, I've, I've forgotten how to do good radio. I, I recognize that. And I apologize to you for having to sit through all of this. Anyhow, um, lots of interesting conversations, lots of interesting uh, discussions. But as I mentioned, I've had a number of folks reach out to me in the past year, which is interesting. And so on the one hand, uh, there's, there's a tremendous, and, and by the way, these are not like children, like these are all adults who are coming to some place where they're trying to understand their own identity. And there's a sense of like, oh, I, maybe there's something here that I need to explore. Who do I know that seems quote unquote normal? You can just assume that I did the air quotes and, and they reach out to me, which is lovely and flattering. And I'm glad that I can be there for people. But again, this is me kind of giving other people, um, some part of myself and I'm, and, and again, being of service is tremendously uh, satisfying and empowering, and I think it's healing in many ways. Um, but it's not complete, as many things are necessary, but but not but not sufficient. 
Um, and so I wound up spending time talking to this person yesterday and trying to, you know, uh, share my own journey with them, which is now sort of stale and out of date because when I did this so many years ago, um, the options were limited and the public perception of folks who were at that point transsexual was very different uh, than it is today. Although I have to admit that I think that um, we have been rolling back the, the clock. And what I would say um, is... If you are listening to this, if you uh, consider yourself to be um, a friend, if you know me, uh, if you just listen to me, if you consider yourself to be an ally, what I would say to you is um, I am more uh, nervous. I am more afraid uh, of what might happen to me uh, due to my gender identity today than I was 10 years ago. And that's really interesting. And that's because the environment seems to be getting more toxic, that the conversation uh, around gender um, is, uh, even in major newspapers like the New York Times or, you know, from, from J.K., you know, Harry Potter's mom thing, all of that stuff, which is maybe it's in the background. Maybe you've heard about it. Maybe you haven't heard about it. There is, I think, a sense of, oh, we can negotiate the identity of these people. We get to determine um, the identity of these people, the, the validity of someone else's identity. And, and, and the answer is, fuck no, you don't. You don't get to determine the validity of my identity. You, you may not want to uh, associate with me. Again, that's that's okay. I'm fine with that. But you don't get to determine the validity of that identity, right? That's not, that's not within your control. I don't, I don't see that power to you. And yet that seems to be a lot of the conversation that's going on today. So if you are a friend, uh, if you are a colleague, if you are uh, an ally, um, what I'm saying is you cannot simply sit by quietly um, and, and sort of be a silent friend. Uh, I need for you to speak out, to speak up, to say, no, that's wrong. No, that's not correct. No, I have a really good friend or someone who's part of my family or this weird fucking podcast person that I listen to. And she seems really interesting and and really thoughtful and and I would not like her identity to be erased. I don't want her life to be more difficult than necessary simply because you're uncomfortable with it. That's not an okay situation, right? Especially when she's doing nothing to you, having no interaction to you. So um, I, I, will, I, will, I will get off my political soapbox. I don't stand on it very often. It's, it needs to be um, probably painted anyhow. But I think it is, uh, it is, it is troubling to me um, that that the trans community seems to be talking to itself, and I think most of the those of those who consider themselves to be allies, I think many folks are standing on the sidelines. And what I would say is uh, that's not helpful. So there you go. Um, we have now gotten like 23 minutes into this thing. I feel like I ought to talk about something fun. What have I been doing that's entertaining or interesting? Uh, let's see. Lot of, lot of, oh, I, what did I start watching? What did I, what did I, 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 did I tell you? I did, I told you, I, I, last time I think we talked about the White Lotus. What have I started watching? Poker Face. 
I just started watching Poker Face. I'm always a little bit behind in this kind of shit. Um, things that I'm that I'm watching that I'm enjoying. Um, let's see. On Apple TV, I am watching. Uh, uh, what is that? <laughs> Jason Siegel and uh, and Jason Siegel and um, uh, Harrison Ford. Uh, it, where they where they're therapists. Oh God! And now I'm scratching the other side of my face. This is terrible. Uh, it's on Apple TV. It was written by Brett Goldstein. Ah, here's the thing that I love. See, it, uh, Brett Goldstein, uh, who, if you watch um, uh, uh, Ted Lasso, uh, plays um, uh, 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 Roy Kent. Um, and, and I think I've mentioned before that he is a cousin of a good friend of mine who actually may not be a good friend of mine anymore. Um, my friend Laura, I think, wanted me to get in touch with her when I was down in Los Angeles about a month ago. Um, I wasn't able to do that. Uh, I've tried to reach out to her since then. She hasn't reached back out to me. I think she's angry with me. I'm sorry that she's angry with me. Um, I didn't not reach out to her because I wanted to, you know, be angry with her, but I just wasn't able to do it. Anyhow, um, uh, uh, Brett Goldstein um, uh, has a podcast called Films to be Buried With. Um, maybe I've talked about this before. If I have, I apologize. Um, if you like film at all, right, it is absolutely worth checking out. It's available on all the platforms. What he does is he, uh, each week he talks to someone, often British um, celebrities, comedians, writers, authors, performers, et cetera, et cetera, but not exclusively. Um, it almost doesn't matter. And he the, the conceit is that you need to describe your life in terms of film. Um, anyhow, I highly recommend it. He apparently um, has written uh, and, uh, and, and, and co-created, co-produced this series on Apple TV as well about therapists that, of course, I can't remember the name of now, but I will put it in the blog. As you may know, there is a podcast blog at notthepodcast.show. Last week, I was able to figure out um, the name of the person whose name I'd forgotten, which is kind of escaping me right now. It's Jennifer, Jennifer something... <laughs> I am getting old. You are you are actually hearing my you're hearing the degradation of my mental ability in real time. This may be something that we'll have to put into a time capsule. Anyhow, um Harrison Ford uh it's funny. I think Harrison Ford is for many years um, was kind of this curmudgeonly character. I think he got. Uh, my, I don't. I don't know him, so it's inappropriate for me to to project. But that's what I'm going to do. I think he was uncomfortable with all of the f all of the publicity, all of the fame. It's probably a better word. All the fame that came with being Han Solo um, and Indiana Jones. Right. I mean, two really fucking iconic roles. And so whenever he would do late night talk shows, chat shows here in the United States, he was always prickly and he never really seemed to be comfortable in being there. I mean, in my sense, he was a private person. And um, and the interesting thing is in this show, which name I should really, um, you know what, I'm going to, let's see, Harrison, hold on, Harrison, I can't get fucking H-A-R-I-S-O-N, Ford. Uh, let's see, a show, Harrison Ford show, it's called Shrinking, yes, Shrinking, that's the show I'm talking about, um, he is leaning into this kind of prickly character that he's doing with Jason Siegel, and he was not really, 
uh, heavily featured in the first couple of episodes, and I had read some reviews that suggested that maybe um, there should be more of him, but they clearly plotted out the, the story trajectory because um, I think a little of him in the beginning goes a long way, and now he's becoming more integrated. And so um, I really enjoy shrinking. I, I The first couple of episodes were kind of a little too Bill Lawrence-y for me, if you know his other shows. Um, he was He did Scrubs. And uh, he did uh, that show um, uh, with um, with Courtney Cox about uh, folks living in Florida and drinking large goblets of wine. It was all very entertaining stuff. Um, but there's a there's an element to Bill Lawrence's shows that can be a little bit much. He also is obviously involved in Ted Lasso. But I think that Jason uh, Sudeikis's voice is really the strongest voice in that show. Um, th- initially, I think this had a very Bill Lawrencey kind of quality to it, but it seems to be finding its feet as I burp. And so I'm highly recommending that. And then the thing that I've just started watching last night, because I've seen her interviewed everywhere, uh, Natasha Lyonne, uh, who I really, really, really loved um, in a Netflix series called Russian Doll. Uh, I watched the first episode, the first series. Um, there's a kind of play on time in that, which I highly recommend. The second series seemed a little weird, and I haven't really been able to get into it, but I'll try it again. But she's now on a show on Peacock that was created by the same guy who did Knives Out, uh, and um, and it's called A Poker Face. And I watched the first two episodes last night, and again, like, she is can be a bit much. Um, she's also leaned into being, you know, Natasha Leone everywhere, all at once, all the time, which is fine. Um, the show, though, has a really interesting premise, and uh, and I'm I'm interested to see where it goes because they they kind of blew up the premise in the very first episode, and so now it's become something different. It'll be interesting to see where this goes. So uh, so that's what's happening, and uh, and given where we are with everything here and what's happening, it feels like yeah. I know, right? Can you believe it? 60 seconds remaining. Well, you can't you can't argue with Chef Ramsay. All right. So uh So that's it. So this was not exactly what I wanted to do today, but it's a half an hour, and that's never a bad thing. Uh, I didn't do any show prep today. Um I meant to do uh show prep. Uh I may start doing show prep again. Uh, I Oh, you know what I did in the last week? I've learned how to write Alexa routines that stream radio stations. I paid somebody to do one for me, about 15 bucks, uh, somebody in India. And then, um, and then I found another thing that showed you how to do it from a, a repository that you could download. And so I wrote up, okay, I wrote another uh, um, uh, routine to stream Radio Free Fetty. I think I talked about Radio Free Fetty last week. Uh, this is on Mastodon, and uh, and it's Federated Radio, and and uh, I, I I created a routine that streams that as well. So I've I've been entertaining myself with writing software without actually having to know exactly what I wanted to do, um, and have been coming hot in that. So we can talk about more of that. Anyhow, um, thanks so much uh, for listening. Let's see, what did I want to read here? Oh yeah, not the podcast is a production of the Schnauzer Logic Radio Company and is hosted by Red Circle, a fantastic platform for podcasts and brands to scale their message. Check them out at redcircle.com. Our theme music, which you're listening to right now, is written and recorded by me, Robin Goldstein, and you can contact us by writing to robin at notthepodcast.show. 
That's R-O-B-I-N at notthepodcast.show or sending us a text or leaving voicemail at 470-PODCAST. That's 470-PODCAST. I'm no longer going to give you Twitter. Fuck that. I am on Mastodon. It's Robin at schnauzer.social. It is Robin at schnauzer.social. I I look forward to receiving any kind of communication from you to let you know that you're out there. And if you're not, I'm going to do another one again because I can't disappoint DJ DJ Khaled. Uh, Until next week, uh, uh, show up, pay attention, tell the truth. And don't be attached to the outcome. Thanks very much, and uh, see you again soon. Bye. This is over now, and you just got to deal with it. I want you to know it's over. It's over, Johnny. It's over. It's over. Go away. It's over, Harvey. I'm sorry. I need to get on with my life. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Elvis has left the building. Another one. Another one. Another one. This is the Schnauzer Logic Radio Company.